Why don't you all learn something? Go to Masterclass. They have really good professional instructors who know what they are talking about. And for one subscription, you can learn from everybody. Steve Martin, Mm -hmm. Penn & Teller, astronauts, basketball players, hostage negotiators, all sorts of cooks. I highly recommend you check it out. Get unlimited access to every class. And as a Penn Sunday School listener, you get 15% off an annual membership. Go to Masterclass.com. Dot com slash pen. Now that's masterclass.com slash pen for 15% off masterclass. Now kick it. This is Penn Sunday School. And to our listening ears, all angels sings and round us rings the music of the sea. Here we go. Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn Sunday School. I'm Matt Donnelly, and we are broadcasting from Show Creator Studios South here in Las Vegas, Nevada. And on today's show, it's been a while since Penn quit Facebook. We're going to check in, see if he regrets that decision at all. <laughs> Thought about that on the dragboard. Here. here he is, preaching the love, Penn Gillette. You know, uh, speaking of preaching love, yeah. I um, I did quit Facebook many, many, many years ago. Yeah. And I had some trepidation about doing it. Yeah, well, you did I'm, it when no one was doing it. Yeah. I'm going to lose touch with people. That yes. It, it was nothing but good. Yeah. Every second. It was like leaving high school. Yeah. You know, everybody told me, boy, high school, you're going you're gonna to regret, you're going to be sad. Your last you, time with your, with your buddies. Yeah, and boy, not a moment. I don't think there was one second that I said, oh, geez, that was a, dr- it's a drag to leave that. Yeah. Every instant. And Facebook was like that too. Every single instant. Yeah. And I think back on, I still answer things on Twitter. Yeah. They get filtered to me and sent to me. And if someone sends a personal thing on Twitter, I what you get as an answer is really what I say. Yeah. I do it once a day. But I don't, I think of now when, um, when I would, uh, I remember uh, one Twitter, I uh, one tweet I sent out was on 9-11. I sent out Imagine No Religion with the Twin Towers still standing, mm-hmm. right? I believe I, from my heart, answered probably 150 oh. tweets about that, answering back, and then answering back again. And, and all those people gave you credit, like? Actually, you know what? Thank you for taking the time and having this conversation with me. Well, some of them did, and that's good. Oh, good. You know, that's, that's a good thing. But um, that feeling of sitting at your keyboard going, I just have to word this right so I'm understood. It's, um, yeah. it's not the vitriol that bothers me. It's not the hate that bothers me. It's, um, it's that constant... Oh Lord, please don't let me be misunderstood. Totally, that's just going through my head every second at the keyboard. Or this person who I don't know is misunderstanding a point that my friend made who I do know. Yeah. So I should defend my friend. I've done even more than that. <laughs> this person that I don't know yeah. doesn't understand another person that I don't know. <laughs> And I'm the one that has to explain what they don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, yes, the main time I used to always tell myself I'll be better if I don't respond to this at all. And now 
I literally just hide the thing. I just erase it from my feed. Mm-hmm. Did not even like the fact that even thinking about it means I've made a mistake and I should get it out of my feed forever. Yeah. And that's what I do now quickly. Um, however, I was just thinking like, what I regret now not having a Facebook page. <laughs> Cause I think more than the keeping in touch with your friends part, right? Like that part's true, except that I think I've come to understand that everyone knows everyone curates their social media and blah, blah, blah. And all the, all the things that go along with that pressures, norms, all that stuff. However, the actual keeping in touch part is also kind of an illusion too. What you really have is press releases from your friends so that when you encounter them, you can be like, hey, I've also kept up with your press releases so I can begin having conversations about that also. But you still are starting the conversation totally fresh. In fact, sometimes you might be better off not knowing the little things that they've posted and just saying, hey, I haven't seen my friend in a while. Well, Let me just talk to Let's talk about this because um, I don't know if people have, conf- maybe people have confessed this before. Comics have certainly confessed this. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've ever confessed it personally. When you get a Christmas card or New Year's card yeah. that has a printed, this is what happened with our family over the years, do you ever read it? <laughs> I attempt to read it mm-hmm. every time. I would say I finished 2% of the time. And um, read the first four lines, mm-hmm. next two paragraphs, skim, mm-hmm. next five paragraphs, Skim is too kind of word. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of like, will something catch my eye? Yeah. As I'm already, as the postcard's already in motion to the desk. Yeah. If the word <laughs> AIDS is there in all caps. <laughs> you know, you might want to know that. Yeah. Yeah. But our dog is going to, you know, the, when the dog comes in. Well, oh yeah. The, the, big, <laughs> the, big, the big red flag about my relationship with whatever that family is, is I don't know they're talking about their dog. They just talk about the dog by name. Mm-hmm. And I go, wait, did they have a... Wait, and I Benji? read... And Who's I, Benji? Who's Benji? What are they up to? Oh, it's their pet. And then I'm mad at them for making me read a whole paragraph about their pet without me figuring out they're talking about their pet. Right. And if you don't know the name of their pet, they shouldn't have sent that to you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, I have the... And I, I believe that knowing the small talk stuff, uh, now my relationship with friends is better because they are able to frame what's happening in their life for the audience of one, which is me. Yes. Yes. And I've had that problem on the other side um, since the 80s. Mm -hmm. I remember once uh, going, this was such a a heavy-duty moment for me. It was a really big deal for me. Um, There was a woman that I knew, um, I guess we'd gone out on a date or two, rather friendly, I was going to say we were friends from college, except she was in college and I was living in a sleeping bag. Um, but that age, you yeah. know, and, and, you know, you could probably get an honorary doctorate for that. <laughs> Whatever it was, this is 15, 20 years later. Yeah. Yeah. 20 years later, I'm, I'm in New York and, uh, she's going to be in New York. We go out to eat. Right. And she says to me, are you going to, are you going to order shrimp? And I said, what? <laughs> and she said, well, you, well, you love shrimp. And I said, uh, uh, she said there was just a New Yorker profile and you were out with the, uh, guy and you said, oh, I love shrimp. And I said, yeah, well, I was talking to the New Yorker guy. I wasn't talking to you. 
And that's what Facebook has done to everybody. Exactly. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah, it used to be if you... Press release. I don't know if anyone has said that word about Facebook before. Yeah. If you're the one that tied Facebook to press release, you are a genius. Okay. I, I don't know if I got... I don't think I got it from anywhere else, but I also might not be the first. It's, it is amazing. It's exactly the truth. Yeah. And I do not want my friends to have read articles about me. Right. Also, before social media, your vacation photos didn't have you in them unless you were gathered to pose for a specific photo. Mm -hmm. But like you had pictures of other stuff, not you facing away from the thing you also want people to look at. <laughs> you know, like it's just, and because of that, I think people, you know, people who are older are talking about their looks all the time and, and, and all this other stuff that the stuff that we used to culturally let go of mm -hmm. as you age, you're supposed to not care as much about that stuff. Yeah. And now people are still obsessed with it because we constantly put out press releases about what we're doing and what we're up to. Yeah. It's weird. So, and yeah. I, I you like, end up having more intimate conversations with people you don't want to be intimate with yeah. and less intimate conversations with people you do want to be intimate with. Yeah. It is weird. And then also, like, now, especially Facebook specifically, is just an echo of my Instagram account, which just reaches different people. So I'm cool with that. But I used then I thought about what I used to do. Used to be like, hey, think about having people over for a barbecue. Just put it on Facebook, and that was the way it worked. It worked as actual social media when it first came out. You mm -hmm. actually, I remember it like saved so many comedy shows in New York. Like there was a distinct moment where either you did or didn't have a Facebook page because people were or weren't coming to your shows, <laughs> and that's what got me on it. Yeah, so it was I was like, oh shit, people are actually getting people to come out with this thing. Oh great. Well, I was I was I was an early adopter. Yeah, and an early leaver. Yeah. As also, you're just handed, yeah, handed on a platter an hour a day, <laughs> I know. which is astonishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there aren't many things that can just hand you an hour a day. Yeah. Stopping social media, here you go, have an hour. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Do you get your, uh, your screen time updates on, on the weekly updates? Does your phone send you that? Yeah, yeah. Turns out I read the New York Times <laughs> and I do a lot of language study. Yeah. Hondro gets in tonight. Oh, right. And we work for a week with Hondro. Yeah. Um, and you. Yeah. And we try to get our uh, fool us all in place for August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we leave for Great Britain. And I have, what day is it today? 14th. I have um, five weeks. Before I'm on in Spain, five weeks. All right. So you started studying Spanish. You knew there's a difference between knowing it versus like speaking it fluently. Mm -hmm. What was the amount of hours you gave yourself that you thought you needed to start speaking Spanish? CIA, mm -hmm. those people yeah. say to be uh, slightly conversational, they say three to 800 hours. Okay. Uh, I've been keeping track. Yeah. It looked like nobody online had. I've been 1,100 hours. Okay. And I'm not good. But both Hondro and Amy, mm -hmm. um, my teachers, say that I'm much, much better than I think, and it's going to click. And a few times lately, it's been clicking. Oh, that's going to I watched the Juan Tamaris documentary, mm. and a lot of it's subtitled in Spanish. But I was reading the subtitles, don't get me wrong, but the Spanish was just flowing over me. I understood it. That's I am sign. getting better. But when I get to Great Britain, I don't have to work on Fool Us at all. Mm -hmm. The tricks we're doing in Great Britain, I know how to do. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, we're virtually sold out. I mean, I think we have a few tickets left, but almost sold out. Yeah. So the only press we're doing is the big important press. Mm-hmm. No good morning, dog fuck UK. <laughs> but, um, you know, we're doing like the one show, and I I think weirdly I'm doing now with Pierce Dog Morgan. fuck UK, who turned who down? You know what I mean? Because <laughs> that show's incredible. Good morning, dog fuck, yeah. Um, that's just what Teller they and say, I call all those morning shows. They say good news doesn't sell, huh? Dog fuck UK. Good morning, dog fuck, yeah. Um, and Teller kind of put his foot down. Yeah. He said, uh, why, why are people who are sold out getting up at five in the morning when they're jet lagged? And the, I know the old answer to this. I know the, I know the previous Ben and Teller free, uh, free quadruple bypass. Yeah. <laughs> free, you know, whatever was that you still want people to clamor to go so that yeah. they can't get in, they come to Vegas. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah. But we're, so, so we're doing less. But you're still doing some. Less good morning, dog fuck. We're doing some. Yeah. And I know the bits, and we're not working on fool us at all over there. Right. So I think I'm going from an hour a day to um, at least three hours a day, seven days a week of Spanish. You're going to finish the marathon with a sprint. Yeah. You're going to pick up the pace. And, uh... I'm going to the Cervantes uh, Institute mm-hmm. in Great Britain. I wrote to them, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get so – these are the hard-ass tutors. These are the tutors that uh, are not like, let's goof around. If you have a good enough story, I'll let you talk English, <laughs> which is my – same thing I do with, with uh, physical trainers. <laughs> the whole time is I'll do four presses, then try to think of a story so interesting <laughs> – you listen to it before you make me do app. <laughs> and it's the same thing I do with Spanish. You know, Amy is diligently talking nothing but Spanish. Yeah. And I go, oh, by the way, the time I met David Bowie, <laughs> we slide into English. She's listening. Boom. Um, uh, but Cervantes, uh, I don't think will let me do that. No. They will say, okay. Uh, They'll say. Okay. <laughs> uh, in Espanol, uh, por favor? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I was talking about David Boyce. See? No. Um, <laughs> so I'm trying to find, I found one tutor over there. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to go to Cervantes. And I'm looking for another tutor. And I'm going to try to do three hours a day, maybe more. Now, right now in your show, you do a hunk where you misinterpret Spanish. Mm-hmm. Is that becoming harder and harder to do now that you know more and more Spanish? No, but it's getting funnier and funnier because <laughs> as I make these mistakes and make the tricks work, when it's time to talk to the monkey going off stage, yeah. I'm just speaking a lot of Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Which I think, is, I, I mean, certainly doesn't hurt no. the bit at all. Not at all. Makes it really makes funny. It funnier. Yeah, yeah. And uh, is that bit going into the Hondro show? Uh, no. Okay. No, too confusing. I was going to say, I was curious how it would play going from English to Spanish. But uh, Hondro, uh, Hondro has an idea, just a seed of an idea mm-hmm. that he hasn't got the bit on yet, mm-hmm. but he's got the premise for, yeah. which is he wants, uh, he wants to get up an English speaker yeah. from the audience. Yeah. And he wants to get up, me to get up a person who speaks no English, just Spanish. And then he is going to give the directions on his side of the stage, maybe with a wall between us, mm-hmm. on his side of the stage, completely in Spanish. And then, I'm sorry, completely in English. Yeah. 
and then I will hear him and translate the person on my side of the stage in Spanish <laughs> for them to do. So we're doing the same thing on each side of the stage, but he wants it to be yeah. wrong because my translations are wrong. And we're using the person on stage who speaks no English just as a prop. Oh, that's great. To misunderstand what I'm saying. Oh, that's great. That's really funny. Oh, yeah. I hope you come up with a, yeah, a lot of bits would work. There. That's the problem. Right? There's no yeah. singular Yeah, bit. we got a trick there. That premise would work over many a trick. But um, I'm scared, but Hondra and I are going to be working all this next week on it. Are you nervous for your England shows at all? No. It's just, just eye on Spain. Yeah. Uh, the English shows are just fun. Yeah. I get to work and people ask me, what is your favorite theater in the world? Yeah. And I guess I'm supposed to say the Penn and Teller Theater in Las Vegas. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's named after me. Yeah. But boy, the Hammersmith Apollo. I love playing there. It's now got another name, like Equicorp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apollo. Isn't that, the, isn't that the RoboCop name? Yes. Equicorp. Yeah. It's called the Equicorp Apollo or something. Yeah, yeah. But it's the Hammersmith Apollo. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's where everybody, it's where the Beatles played most. It's where the Clash played. Uh, it's where David Bowie did um, Ziggy Stardust. Mm -hmm. It's where the Beatles did Hard Day's Night ran down the stairs. Mm -hmm. And the sound of the theater. You know, I, I try not to obsess too much like a musician about the sound, but boy, my voice sounds good in there. <laughs> I mean, my voice sounds really good. Yeah. I hear it bouncing around and go, boy, it sounds good. And when I played there once, I played guitar. Yeah. I insisted on doing a trick we do in the show where I play guitar just so I could hold that guitar, strum a chord, hear me playing guitar in the Hammersmith Apollo. And I actually said in the introduction, I said, now you all are going to be watching a magic trick that Penn and Teller are doing. But just so you know, I'm Joe Strummer now. And hit that chord. Ah, E chord. So nice. I love playing the Hammersmith Apollo. So the show's in... in Great Britain are just going to be fun. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm going to try hard, but it might be the only time during the day that I'm speaking English. Okay. I'm going to try to push hard, do as much Spanish as possible. And then I will tell you, on June 26th, my 1,000-day streak, or my 890-day streak at Duolingo. Yeah might stop. Okay. I have not missed a day right. for 890 days. I have not missed a day studying Spanish for almost two years. That's nuts. I done at least half an hour every day for two years. For one year of that, it was 90 minutes every day. One year of that, it was an hour every day. Every day. Have not missed one. I was in the hospital and still got my Spanish in. The 26th of June, I will be in Spain. Yeah. But I may not study Spanish even in RCH. <laughs> I may just go, ah, yeah, cabrón. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is going to be interesting when you're in the country surrounded by the language and then going out to, to dinners and stuff with uh, Spanish-speaking magicians. I think it's going to be different. I think it will. Yeah. It will. And Hondro keeps saying, you know... No matter how bad you speak Spanish, it just gets funnier and funnier. <laughs> and Hondra will be in the wings to come out and say in Spanish, what the fuck are you trying to say? Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, he's there for the whole show. Right. It's not like Hondro goes away. <laughs> and I have Spanish Hondro, not English Hondro. I know. That's scary. That's really scary. Yeah. <laughs> and I have some of the hard things that I say in English uh, in, in my show, mm. you know, um, uh, you know, the uh, the big evolution honk and you know those things I do in broken bottle juggling. Yeah, Hondra's just gonna do. <laughs> so uh, it should be it should be a fun show. That's great. And everybody in the audience. I mean, if you haven't got tickets to Hondro and Penn in Valencia on the twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty fifth, two on the twenty fifth, right? Two on the two on the twenty fourth. I think. Um, if you haven't got tickets to that at, at Teatro. Talia. Yeah. Talia. Teatro Talia, June 23rd, 24th, 25th. Two shows on the 24th. I don't care if you want to see me. I don't care if you want to see Hondro. In the audience, Danny Dirtez, Hector, Woody, Woody. Yeah. Um, every magician in Europe is going to be in the audience. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, come by. And then Saturday after the show, you know, we're having a big shindig. That Hondro's invited a lot of people to, and then says, we're not going out to dinner every night. We're having one party. He's rented like, I don't know what it is in Spain, but mm-hmm. like an Elks Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's not bringing in pizza. He's bringing in uh, paella. No, and, no kablip from across the sea. No kablip. <laughs> 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 and uh, we're going to get together like 75 of us and magicians. That's how many are coming in. That's nuts. It's just nuts. So, uh, Matt Donnelly, yeah. a, uh, a day for both of us that's changed considerably, yeah. Mother's Day. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, for you, as a child, was just a heartbreak every year. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Filled with true sadness and self-pity. Just, yeah, who cares to fuck them or what basketball game is on. Yeah. And uh, what, for the first part of the century, was for me... Just, uh, I would call Gilbert Gottfried and say, did you see the full page ad in the New York Times? Fuck you, Gilbert and Penn, your moms are dead. Did you see that? <laughs> I would call them every Mother's Day and say that. And uh, But now, we we have mothers again in our lives. Yeah. We get to celebrate Great mothers, mothers in our lives. Yeah. yeah. Which is pretty wonderful. Yes, it really I is. I got to see my, um, my wife and my mother-in-law having bagels reading the New York Times as I left for here. Oh, celebrating Mother's Day. Yeah. Yeah. I took my wife out to a fancy brunch around the corner. Although yesterday I made her close to vegan French toast. Close to, what was missing? So I got challah bread. So challah bread has an egg in it. Yeah. But then I'd use, uh, to make a, 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 I tried to find Teller's directions, right? So I let the bread go stale. Okay. Well, let me just tell you something. (laughs) Teller talks a lot about how good he is at breakfast. Yeah. And how great he is at waffles and homemade sausage, mm-hmm. and he can make pancakes, and he can make French toast, mm-hmm. and he is the king of breakfast. Yeah. It's not true. <laughs> I mean, he brings people out to his house, right? Yeah. And they are excited to be at Teller's house. Mm-hmm. They're excited that he's cooking them breakfast. Yeah. And they pretend to him it's good. So he believes it. And it perpetuates that. You know what I mean? I have been one of those people. Yeah. Yeah. And you've lied to him. No. <laughs> this breakfast was delicious. Well, you're lying now. <laughs> and see, so therefore, he gives you a recipe and you think, oh, this will make great French toast. Whereas any 
any rube on TikTok has better French toast than Tella. <laughs> you understand that? I do. I do. Also, did you use uh, Just Eggs? Yes. Uh, so much better than regular eggs. it? So to make Just Eggs, and then they say you make a you know fancy online system, you make a custard instead of just eggs, and it, it makes me even more fluffy and delicious or whatever. Mm. Sounds like vegan coffee creamer. That's what I'm using. So that's, that's what I did. I grabbed a thing of French vanilla oatmeal coffee creamer. Yeah. Just Eggs. Yeah. Made that into a, a thing and put For it For people that don't know, Just Eggs is a brand yeah. of not eggs. It's, yeah. It's, it's vegan eggs, uh, but you literally just squirt it into a pan and it comes out like delicious scrambled eggs. Really good. Really good. That's because it's salt and fat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think I was making a healthy choice here. <laughs> but I uh, was like, I bet this works as a, a vegan style too. And if I just got vegan bread, then I'd be done. But I, uh, uh, you know, we didn't care about the one egg in the bread, so we didn't care. So we got the challah bread from a good bakery, and uh, let it, I put it, cut it, let it go stale overnight, and then yeah, did just eggs and vegan coffee creamer, whipped that up, and sponged it into those things, and made delicious, delicious French toast yeah. for for the wife. So it was good. It was yeah. good. Yeah. Uh yeah. French toast is a. It's like a traditional yeah. Mother's Day thing. Yeah, my yeah, my wife is yeah. In terms of like Mother's Day, it's crazy. Like I think she does an amazing job with my kids. And then when we go to like school events, it's like she's running for office. Everyone, she shakes everyone's hands. Everyone rushes up to her. She knows everyone's names at school. And this is bizarre to me because my father was a single father, right? So he's working. He was never at school events, and that's okay. I never was like, I wish my dad were here to be or you know whatever. And I was just I was I always thought it was my friends like nerdy parents that were there. Like mm-hmm. oh here's these people again. There's, you know there's Patty. Great. My friend's mom. I bet I bet it's annoying to him that she's here. That's mm-hmm. what I would think. Yeah. And now I'm married to that nerdy parent. <laughs> <laughs> and I get uptight and my kids love it. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one uptight about it. But I was like, gosh, should we be this involved? Should we know this many people? I was never part of my deal. Well, there's a band called Too Much Joy. Mm-hmm. And their guitar player, uh, Jay Blumenfeld. Yeah. Uh, great guitar player. Great guy. Now he... Um, Produces documentaries for HBO and stuff. Okay. That's what guitar players from punk bands from the 80s do now. And he said something very profound about uh, being a parent. Yeah. He said, you know, when you got out of high school and you said, these assholes I went to school with, I'm never going to have to fucking see them again. Those assholes had children. Same age as your children. And you're going to see those same assholes at every fucking event you have to go to. Every soccer game, everything. It's the same assholes you went to school with. (laughs) Now, I'm an old dad. Yeah. So it's not exactly like that for me. I'm an older dad Mm -hmm. uh, as well. Yeah, I was 50 when Mox was born. Yeah. So you're not even... No, I'm not even the same category as... as, uh, I mean, not... Near, uh, uh, who is it? Um, just recently. De Niro, right? De Niro, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is he, 76? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Just had another kid. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of wisdom to impart there. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> if you don't know, just say, I don't know. No. <laughs> no. But I, I actually, I got this where like, I am so compartmentalized that I forget that I, I know people too. So I'm used to just sitting by myself at these school functions and then all of a sudden, People I know are going like, hey, Matt. I'm like, oh, I could do what my wife is doing. I could get up and walk around and say hello. I, uh, I uh, uh, because I'm an immature asshole. Yeah. 
when I was at school, school of, I mean, the children are now almost out of high school. Right. So school events don't really happen. No. But at school plays and stuff, yeah. I go right back to high school mode. I go over in the corner and sit and read. I, I, I try to find a place where I can feel invisible mm-hmm. and sit there. And I read. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I have to realize that I, I am indeed getting to know these, these children's parents. And, and, and we have hung out. And I have to kind of start thinking about them when I approach a school event now. In, uh, in grade school and junior high, I got to know a few of the people. Yeah. It was really weird for me. Pick up the children at school and go, hey, hi, Mercedes. You know, yes. Hi, how are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you answer and you listen. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I was not, that was not the way I felt it was like school was like for me. Mm-hmm. And therefore I didn't feel like that I would be like that. But yeah, it is. We all rode our bikes to school the other day. The whole fam. Wow. They did like a pastries for parents or something day. Because- you go to alliteration grade school. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the great grammar school of <laughs> <laughs> pastries for parents. Yeah, they little donuts and muffins out from coffee or whatever. There. Now I all of a sudden got scared. Mm-hmm. Are they using the word pastry because it's inclusive? And if you say donuts, you're leaving. <laughs> are, is there like a a thing where donuts are now <laughs> considered? To uh, to binary, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, I, I believe it was just for straight alliteration purposes that it was pastries for parents day. Donuts for dipshits. Donuts for that dipshits was, was that was taken crossed out <laughs> second place. <laughs> Bagels for bastards. Muffins for probably mostly moms. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the other thing. Like I always think I'm such a hero for being a dad at these things. Mm-hmm. And there's a ton, the, yeah, the, 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 the patriarchy's kind of smashed that way. You don't get extra credit for being a dad at these things anymore. <laughs> so, uh, but it's all, it's all good. But yeah, it was weird. I was like, I'm riding with my whole family. This is so wholesome and strange. Yeah. My, well, my, uh. So I, th- I rode into traffic just to fuck it up. <laughs> Zoltan can't ride a bike. <laughs> so yeah, so that's right out. That helps. <laughs> that helps that family. All of you guys in a golf cart going to school. But we had a big, uh. Read the passage. Yeah. Um, very important uh, day in the life of a parent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mox has a learning, learner's permit. Yes. And we were driving to open for you. Yeah. Mox is a job yeah. opening for Matt Donnelly at uh, downtown Grand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been there every night. Yeah. Haven't stayed to see you because I can't. A, you can't. Because I can't. You have a show. Uh, I have a show to do. Uh, but I watched Mox every night mm-hmm. and we were driving and it was the first time we'd talked about the magic because, um, Mox had this great deal of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Mox said to me, sat me down, said, you know, I'm doing magic now and it's pretty great to have Penn of Penn and Teller as a father and you know a lot about this and I'm doing tricks that you wrote and you've performed, but you know, your father was a jail guard. And your father was a numismatist. Your father was Sam Gillette. And when he went to see you do your shows, when you were 17 and 18, he had no advice to give you whatsoever. He knew nothing about show business. So he sat there and he smiled and he cheered and did not have a thought in his head about the show. He just watched. Well, you know, Dad... Sometimes it would be better if you were more like Sam Gillette and less like Penn of Penn and Teller. 
lot of wisdom in that. Yeah. Very, very wise. Yeah, yeah. So I went and sat, and uh, it was a great gift Marx gave me, a wonderful gift that I got from Marx, which was, don't try to help me. Yeah, yeah. Let that, and what it did was, it, I mean, I know Marx wanted it for herself, mm-hmm. for me not to do that. But for me, it allowed me to just sit there and say, I don't have to try to fix this. I can just enjoy it. Yeah. And I know you gave Mox notes, which you should. Yeah. And that's the way it should be. And I sat there like Sam Gillette, trying to be, as I have my whole life, trying to be half the man my dad was. Yeah. And um, just let it wash over me, which is great. That's not the Rita Passage <laughs> I'm getting to. So for the first time, we were driving to uh, work yeah. uh, in the Mini, mm-hmm. in the Mini Cooper, electric Mini Cooper. We're on Summerlin Parkway, which has the orange cones that Robbie hates more than anything. And we're driving along. When I say we're driving along, Mox is driving. Right. On the learner's permit, I'm sitting in the chair, which is not called a chair. It's called a seat. Right. I'm sitting in the seat. We're driving along at about 50. And the car ahead of us stops fairly abruptly. And Mox puts on the brakes. Right. But not with the amount of gusto the brakes should have been applied. That was required for the situation. So I, and Mox always brags about me as a father, when I'm driving with Mox, I don't suck wind. (laughs) I don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like other parents do. I don't do look out. I don't micromanage the driving. Mm-hmm. At one point, I went, stop. <laughs> oh. She pushed the uh, brake pedal down as hard as she could and smashed into the car ahead of her. Oof. And we stopped abruptly because, as Mox pointed out later, you really can stop very fast when you hit a car. <laughs> It's a braking system that works very, very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how fast we're going when we hit. Not too fast. We're probably down to maybe 10. Yeah, yeah. 10 miles an hour. Well, you drove here in the same car. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, smash. And we pulled over. But there's cones there. So it's wicked dangerous. I couldn't get out of the car for probably a minute and a half because cars were whizzing by the passenger side. And Mox got out. And then out of the car, it got very, very surreal. Because out of the car got like a guy that looked like a little like Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> probably 17 years old. Oh. In a powder blue tux. Oh. Very Napoleon Dynamite. He said, I'm on my way to prom. And he was talking nervously and excitedly. Who I found out later, his parents, who were in a car two minutes away. They pulled over. They were driving behind him. And the guy got out of the car, the father, and he was on the far side of the cones. And he was kind of trying to cross the street. And I was going, be careful. Don't get hit by Jesus. <laughs> and he finally came across. And I said, hello, my name is Penn. Very nice to meet you. Sorry it was under these circumstances. And he said, yeah, our son's on the way to prom. I said, yeah, and Moxie hit the car. <laughs> and I know you're not supposed to claim blame and stuff, but yeah. It's the way that goes. And there's no, 
There's no, there's no other ways to interpret those types of accidents anyway. And Mox was uh, crying and upset. And the father of the, let's call him the victim, mm-hmm. was consoling Mox. <laughs> and he said, hey, everybody has accidents. This is fine. No problem at all. Let's just get your insurance stuff. And this is fine. This is fine. He's on his way to prom. He'll still make prom. There's no damage done. So I felt after we exchanged insurance stuff and they said, let's give me your phone number. And I gave them my wife's phone number. (laughs) (laughs) You are not giving my phone number. Uh, We crossed over into the, where the cones were and uh, no problem. Nice to meet you. The wife got out of the car. The mother said, uh, oh, nice to meet you. Uh, No problem at all. No problem at all. We got back in the car and I said, Mox, I was driving then. Mox was too shook. I said to Mox, I said, you know, um, I feel as a father I should tell you something. Mox said, what? I said, if you have another accident, there's a good chance that people won't be that nice. <laughs> Usually they jump out of the car screaming, you stupid motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they come over with their fists up and they might even kick your car. Yeah. They might really yell at you. They're often not like, oh, nice to meet you. No problem whatsoever. Yeah. Not that common. No, no, no. Um, when I was driving out to Pasadena for America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. Um, How'd you do on that, by the way? Oh, oh, oh uh, not good. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things I talk about is when you're young and big opportunities pop up, you kind of love going like, oh, shit. This is the only thing that matters. Everything else has to take a back seat. Sorry, work, friends, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's this thing going on. And when you were a 45-year-old father of two, I don't enjoy something being that consuming. Yeah. You know, I want to have balance with shit. And yet, there's a voice in the back of your head that says, this really is a once-in-a-lifetime shot. This really is the only time it's happening is now. And so, you're trying to... I'm trying to feel whether I'm balanced with that. Mm-hmm. So I go to um, a Del Taco drive-thru on the way out. Mm-hmm. And I realize, oh, my hero prop is on top of my suitcase in the back. But the way I'm driving, hitting bumps, it might be putting stress on the prop. And I should move the prop from the trunk to my back seat and not have it bouncing on my luggage. And so we're sitting there and the drive-thru is just inching along. And I go, oh, I'll just get out right now and I'll move the prop to the back seat of the, the car and I get out and I pop, I pop my trunk, get out of my car, walk to the back and I realize my car is moving forward. Ah. I did not put the car in park before I popped the trunk and got out. This would not happen under normal circumstances. This was <laughs> anxiety brain shit yeah. happening to me and me not thinking it was happening. So this is like, uh, what's his name with the uh, snowblower tractor? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. Yeah, I'm very much, yeah, I can compare to Jeremy Renner a lot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I race to get back into my car to stop it from hitting the car in front of it in the drive-thru. Idle speed, right? Idle speed. But I race, and as I do, I just uh, graze the horn of my car trying to clumsily get in and slam the brake. And I do just after it hits, right after it hits, I hit the brake. Just a Mm. tap. Boom. The person who got out of that truck was not as nice as the person who got out of the car. <laughs> Dr. Mox. Did you explain it was a hero magic prop you were trying to say? Listen, 
I am three and a half hours away from changing my life forever. <laughs> you're going to be happy you met me. Yeah, you're going to be happy you were hit yeah. by this face right here. Right here, yeah. yeah. Listen, I'll post for a selfie right now and we call it a day. <laughs> But from his perspective, he was inching along a drive-thru and heard, boom, <laughs> like someone honked and beat him and rammed him. Yeah. He didn't see an asshole outside of his car going, shit. He didn't see any of that. <laughs> so he just thought, I, he thought I was impatient or something. Yeah. But he thought I tapped him out of like sheer anger. Yeah. So he was, he was going to meet anger with anger. And I was like, oh boy. He goes, you, you just hit my car. I said, I did. <laughs> And his girlfriend got out the other side. He's like, this motherfucker just hit us. He's like, you're right. She's right. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I just sat there and they're looking. And they can't even find on the car where I hit them. So I know <laughs> nothing crazy is going to happen. And they go, you hit my car. I, 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 I really did. And I, I, I did not want to. And I did. And, I, and, and then as they calmed down, I waited for them to get calm. And I was like, I'm real sorry. And he goes, okay. <laughs> and they got back in the drive-thru line. I didn't even get, I just got out of the line. I just drove away. <laughs> I was like, how'd you get out of the line? Oh, because in fucking Baker, they don't make you a prison of your drive through lines like oh. they do here in Vegas. Because Mark said one of the funniest things ever. We were in line at Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. Yeah. And I have taught my children that you always pay for the person behind you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. Did I tell you this story? You did tell us. Actually, on air, you told okay, us good. the story. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. someone got, and they said they're not getting anything. Yeah. And we still. Don't know what that means. No, no. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Mock said, why should go to a car wash? All the fun of that without all the water. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is it. So Mox has been opening now three shows. We'll do our last show tonight. First of all, amazing improvement from night to night, mm -hmm. which is really fantastic to see. And another thing, like you brought up earlier that, you know, you're not Sam Gillette. And this is what's actually great for Mox. Not the fact that he has magicians' parents, but they're simply not learning magic the way other people do. Mm -hmm. They're not going broke at magic shops and making you sit down all the time and do magic for them until mm -hmm. they do birthday parties and stuff like that. So that alone already makes their approach to the professional world totally different than everybody else's. Mm -hmm. And what's great to see on stage is that Mox already has their own voice. Yeah. So funny. That is what not, I was not prepared for that. Because when I saw Mox work just doing close-up, it was just really cool, smooth motherfucker stuff that maybe they're a little self-conscious doing. Yeah. And then I thought that was like just part of being self-conscious. I didn't know there was like a whole character behind that. I know. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. And it works so well. And I'm also timing stuff that's really advanced. Oh, Mox's first two minutes of the yeah. show, they were incredibly nervous to do. Like yeah. really like shaking, pacing, sweating. Before they came out on stage. Killed. Yeah. So funny. I mean, the audience was wrapped around their finger. It was unbelievable. And and I was like, whatever we work on, don't lose this. <laughs> whatever you have, like this what you have, this confidence, ballsiness, and vulnerability, and self-consciousness, this in impossible well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, imagine, I, I was watching that saying, how would I, uh, how would I direct someone to do this? Yeah, right, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, be a, be a delightful mess. Go. Be, be vulnerable yeah. and brave yeah. and awkward yeah. and completely in control. Yes. Go do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be totally low status until someone gets out of line for a split second and 
crush them <laughs> and then go back to doing what you're yeah, doing. Yeah. <laughs> Someone had an alarm going off, like a, a regular alarm or whatever. On their phone. On their phone. And uh, uh, Mox in the middle of getting a, a spectator sign a card. And the whole audience is getting it. And they just stop and look at the person right in the eyes and go, you good? <laughs> but but also with the delivery that was like Joel Hodgson yeah. really asking the question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the thing. It wasn't really what made it such a great put down yeah. was a complete lack of put down. Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, is there something I could do to help you? <laughs> you good? Just ah, just great, yeah, just wonderful. It was hysterical, and so yeah, I mean, amazing to see the improvement, and that's it. It's just I was like, oh, okay, this is great. This is just flight time. Yeah. This is flight. This is that. That's the answer from here on out, and that's great. And you know, uh, I keep telling Mox, I say, do you have any idea how far ahead you are of me? Not far ahead of Matt Donnelly. Because when you were 17, <laughs> yeah. you were working all the time. I was, yeah, yeah. When I was 17, I was doing a lot of shows. Yeah. But boy, I had no direction. I would just go out, throw things and catch them. Yeah. And say stuff and sometimes people laughed. But there was no focus. No, no, no. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nuts. And I think, you know, as long as, as long as my was looking for to work and get to get flight time. And that, that was the, that was, that was the magic thing for, for me and like places like mystique dining and those places. And, and while I still go back to them is, is because you do so many shows. Well, after Edinburgh, when Mox has done 30 it's shows, be 30 shows partner. in 30 days. Yeah. Oh, it's a dream for, for flight time. Yeah. That's going to be great. They're going to come back a totally different performer. Yeah. Yeah. And who knows? I mean, they may get booked based on it. And that's Yeah. I mean, that's why a lot of people do it. Maybe off to the races, you know? I mean, they're, they're, yeah. What's great about Edinburgh is like there are certain places that like promise to uh, review every show and stuff like that. So no matter what, you'll get some kind of review, some kind of press, those kinds of things. And with that, then people will start to notice, you know, whatever they got going on. So, or they don't. And that's also good. Just on stage a bunch. Yeah. Well, that's it. It's like from, from Mox's perspective, just you're going to get 30 shows under your belt. Yeah. That full accomplishment for the year, you know, like you want however that many shows. It's like, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, uh, it'll be an exciting thing. Yeah. One of the cool, like that's things like, because of, because of my very unfair, uh, advantage of magic was Piff, the magic dragon mm -hmm. taking me on tour with him. And I was doing 20 minutes, no matter what sink or swim. He, he didn't care. Well, and I got to do 60 shows my first year. It was an incredible amount of shows to do of everyone. The person who is most excited about Mox going on stage is Lawrence O'Donnell Jr. <laughs> he went out of his mind. Really? He was on the phone with me saying, I'm, I'm going to get on a plane. I'm, I cannot miss this. I cannot miss this. He's in New York. Uh -huh. He's doing MSNBC. Yeah. There is some news going on with Trump <laughs> and so on. And he is trying to find flights. He said, I think I can fly in. See Mox Saturday night, get another flight, get home Sunday in time to prepare for my Monday show. <laughs> I said, Lawrence, he goes, I, I, I can't miss this. It's, it's, I can't miss this. He said, I, I just can't imagine the, the, the amount of joy. I want to be next to that joy. This is the great. He was out of his mind. Yeah. Lawrence was just out of his mind. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, this, I mean, there's a fair amount of people coming to check it out that really just want that. 
point A on the on the on the data graph. Yeah, they want they want to know. You know. Yeah, this is where it began. Yep. And I want to see a year from now, two years from now, three years from now. Yeah. And uh, I'm and and count me among them. I, I really <laughs> can't wait to see where Mox is at after after Edinburgh, and then what's really clear from this is that Mox is going to be wicked funny. Yes. Crazy funny. Yeah. In yeah, a yeah. really surprising way. Yeah. 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 They. <laughs> <laughs> they do this Nutella bit, and the audience member was having the hardest time. And about a half of the set was just the going back and forth, the, dealing with the disgusting Nutella. It was like five minutes, ten minutes. It was great. <laughs> it was hysterical. Yeah, so funny. Nutella material. Nutella. Mox now has more Nutella material <laughs> than, than anybody else. Uh, I had a teller it was made with hazelnuts and not chestnuts. And it was funny. I already got that note from someone else. They're like <laughs> hazelnuts. That's <laughs> <laughs> their only friend of ours. The only thing they were upset about was chestnuts, hazelnuts, 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 hazelnuts. Yeah, yeah, hazelnuts and butter and fat, <laughs> which we're going to talk about more. But let's say, yeah, uh, happy Mother's Day, yeah, to our wives who are also mothers, mm -hmm. to uh, my mother-in-law, mm -hmm. and uh, to uh, to all the mothers who listen. We have some mothers who listen yeah. to the show. Happy, happy, happy uh, Mother's Day. And uh, we'll talk uh, some more a little later. But for right now, that was Penn Sunday School. That was Penn Sunday School. Cha, cha, cha. And to our you become naked. I'm just dancing. Get there. You know, we love you. Hey, Matt, you got anybody to thank? Yes, I want to thank the following people who support us over at patreon.com slash pen. If you want personal videos sent out to loved ones, if you want uh, signed postcards from Penn every month, if you want to be thanked on air like you're about to hear right now, head over to patreon.com slash Penn. I want to thank Matthew Applehands, Fractured Adventures, Carlos Alvarez, Nicholas Emerson, Michael Cornwall, Ross Devereaux, Rue Dudley, Ryan Matthews, Jeff Bacher, Impossibilities Magic Show in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, Michael Torbay, Elon Lee, Jacob McCulley, Nicole Martin, Crazy Cat Lady Scoop, Music Man, No Thank You Daddy, Rachel Hawkins, Jake Schneider, Pete, not Peter, Hoke, which rhymes with Coke. Kelly McCauley, Corey Mitchell, Robin Garnett. How many minds could a mindler mind if a mindler could noodle minds? Love, Tom and JL. And Ovi Dimitri and Jr., thank you so much. Thank you.